Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Dina. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited about this episode. Me too. I am a total fangirl for Daniel Mertzloft. Yes, me too. And it really made me miss Broadway so much, but I feel like I got a taste of Broadway, which is what I've been craving by talking to Daniel. So I very much appreciate that. Yeah, it was so cool. Like I I definitely... I was like nervous talking to him, you know, like he really to me is like a celebrity at this point, like based on the content I've taken in this past year, it's like mostly been Daniel's content. And so like the thought of us actually talking to him was crazy to me. And then when we actually start talking to him and we realize he's totally one of us, like he's such (laughs) a weird TikTok nerd, like, and he's yeah, obsessed with musicals, obsessed with like old Disney movies, like, oh, he was, it's like meeting a celebrity and finding out that like, oh, we would be friends. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you mentioned old Disney movies, one of my favorite parts, and everyone's gonna want to wait to listen to this, it's kind of towards the end, is Daniel breaks down Beauty and the Beast, because Melissa made this great point and compared him to Alan Menken, which he definitely is just like Alan Menken, and he was, I think he was very flattered that you said that. But then when he breaks down the Beauty and the Beast musical, it was like, I got a high. I, mean, I literally was tearing up on the other side of, of the screen. And like, it, it's, I was thinking too, like, in a weird way, like it sort of encompasses just everything that I think you and I have been passionate about mm-hmm. in TV and film. And it's like, what we've connected over and certainly I think it's been a theme over this whole podcast and it's a theme of like why we love TikTok because we find the brilliance in like these sort of mainstream things in a way or simplified things like I remember when I first like started went to NYU everybody was a film snob and I was trying to be all cool but oh yeah I like these weird niche films And somebody said like, oh, like, I don't know why people like Friends, that show sucks. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, totally. But meanwhile, I was like, Friends is the greatest television show ever. And, you know, later I found a group of friends who I really liked, who like somebody else, you know, in NYU film was like, Friends sucks. And then my friend was like, no, it doesn't. Friends is the greatest (laughs) television show ever. And I'm gonna tell you why. That felt like Daniel's reaction was he was like, Beauty and the Beast is one of the greatest, most like just turn it on itself sort of stories ever told. And here's why. And hearing him talk about it, this is a movie all of us have seen a million times. He had me thinking of it in a totally new light. He had me thinking of things in a new way, fresh perspective, like, oh, I just, I'm like going to cry again just thinking (laughs) of how great it was. No, you totally hit the nail on the head. So we talk about that. We talk about Ratatouille, the musical. He was on the James Corden show and had all these Broadway stars 
singing to his music. He did Patty Lapone, Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, we could drop every you know Broadway name in town, but I think we should just get to the interview. Yeah, this is this is gonna be really fun. And as always, you guys, uh, if you're not already following us on Instagram, too old for TikTok pod number two and the number four. Also our blog, too old for tiktok.com, number two, number four. Uh, we'll post all the videos. You'll hear some snippets. We talk about it with Daniel. We'll post the actual videos so you can watch them as well, both on our blog and on Instagram. So definitely check us out. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you like us. Thanks for listening. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to Tools for TikTok, Daniel. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be joining you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And Melissa and I both love musical theater and TikTok. So you're like our perfect guest. And you're basically TikTok royalty at this point. So <laughs> we're going to get into your work on the Ratatouille musical as well as the grocery store musical. But I'd love to hear more about your background before TikTok. So what were you doing and have you always worked in musical theater? Yeah, so you know, it, it was a it was a really long journey to get to where I am, and I I think as most people, when I was a kid, I was a performer, and that's really I think where a lot of people sort of start their musical theater journey is as a performer, and then people realize, hey, there's like other aspects of musical theater than just being the ones on stage. So I really started writing when I was in high school, um, and uh, you know, I was really lucky to go to an amazing uh, high school that had a great music program. And I was in music theory and I was like, oh, I'm like really into this because I also love science. Like there was a point in my life, like very close to graduating high school when I was going to go for aerospace engineering. So I like love math and science. And I realized that like the music theory composition aspect of that had so many similar elements that I was really intrigued by it. So I started writing um, just like in like old finale, which is like the, uh, the notation software everyone uses, but it was like a really, really old version of it. Um, just like writing random stuff and arranging things. Um, and one of my best friends from high school, he was also uh, an arranger. So we would like write stuff and arrange things and send it back and forth and give each other edits and like talk about how we could make it better. So it was really fun to like have that person who I could develop all of that with. Um, and then when I went to college, um, I just went for music education. I wasn't going to do composition. In my first semester, uh, I showed my stuff to some friends. They're like, this is like really good. You should like try to get into the composition program. And I was like, no, like that's like not my thing. Um, and especially cause the, I went to the Crane School of Music in, at Potsdam, which was like a very classical based school. So I was like, you know, like I'm not really writing the kind of stuff that they want. And I was like, you know what, who cares? Like I'll try it anyways. Um, and I got in, um, and I actually wrote like specifically one piece I wrote just for the audition that I was like, I need something that's like wacky, like out there, atonal, like can show off that I can do that stuff. And from there, I just like fell in love with it, did that. And then, uh, as soon as I graduated, worked out at a company in California, in Sonoma, California for a summer, and then, uh, landed in New York. And that's where I've been ever since, you know, working and uh, doing like everything I can to like make it in the industry and building a name and doing things everybody does. But then with TikTok, um, it just sort of launched everything in a very, very fast, um, exciting, but very fast way. Yeah, that's amazing to hear that you also have like a science back background and interest in science. Oh, I love it. So well, a lot of that actually comes from uh, my my 
dad was in the Air Force. So I grew up in Air Force baby, so we were traveling all over the world. But I always loved planes. Like, I, I still am obsessed with planes. Um, I love them so much and just uh, everything, like how they function and how everything works. Yeah, so I think a lot of it is why, that's why I really wanted to go into like aerospace engineering specifically. Um, but there was something so nice about specifically with like physics and calc and like that part of the world of just how, how like math is loyal to you and like there's <laughs> correct answers and things where like I did really poorly like in English when it's like, which of these is the most correct? And it's like, I don't know. They're all correct. Like, you can't pick one is more correct than the other. Like, that, like, just doesn't compute with me. Yeah. Um, which is also why, you know, I, I tend to be on the um, on the music side of things versus, like, crafting new 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 shows and or new, like, storylines and stuff. I'm like, I'll stick with the music that's very, very specific. That's so fascinating. How did you get started on TikTok and what were your early days like on the app? Um, so I actually downloaded it in February, pre-pandemic, uh, like just barely. And I was at a festival called the Junior Theater Festival out in California um, that my company uh, produces. So I was I was there. And uh, all of the kids were just obsessed with TikTok. And I like knew it was a thing that existed, but I knew nothing about it. And they all were doing the Renegade. I very specifically remember everyone knew the Renegade. And I was like, I'm officially old. Like, I'm 27, like, I'm way too old for this app, but, like, yeah. I'm trying to, like, grasp onto my youth still, you know? So was, <laughs> so I pulled aside um, Luca Padavan, who's, like, a really uh, famous, like, Broadway kid actor. He's not a kid anymore. He's, like, 16, 17. Um, and his sister, who we, we've known the family for, like, many years, and they were at the festival. And I pulled him and his sister aside and was like, okay, listen, I need you to explain this app to me. So we, like, because we were at a, it was, like, the closing night party, um, at the big hotel where everyone was. So we all uh, went out into the hallway of the hotel to film my first TikTok, which is like up, it's Heathers. We're just doing like the, the dance from Heathers. And I was like, okay, like I get that, but like, I'm not a dancer. Like this is like, so not my thing. So I kind of like forget about it. And then once the pandemic hit, I still had the app and you know, like those first few days were just like so devastating. And like, you couldn't look at anything without having like more bad news. It was just like there was it was just constant bad 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 so I found TikTok was the only place that I could like go that wasn't only about how many people are dying and how much our lives are about to change and all of that so I really just started scrolling and like understanding content more and what really changed the way I, I viewed TikTok was uh, when I started to see the duet feature with accompanists so I kept seeing accompanists who would post like Here's defying gravity from the end. Bum, 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 bum. So if you care, you know, and then like just play the piano and then people could duet it, singing it. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, that's something I can do. I have all of these like fun, weird, cool arrangements. I wonder if people would like that. So I started posting those and those like, now that I say it, it's like they did not, they did well for me because I had like three followers and it got like 10,000 views, which was like insane. Um, and from there, I was just like, oh, like, I can create this content. Yeah, like, this is fun. And then the first thing that, like, did really well was I posted a video uh, that was a parody of Avatar The Last uh, Airbender musical. And that was, like, the first thing that, like, really took off, got over 100,000 views, like, started to, like, really gain me a following. And then from there, it's just been, you know, constant, constant content creation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like you're really good. And it's makes sense that you have a background in like education and teaching because you're so good at taking somebody's piece of content 
and elevating it. And then what's even crazier is with the whole TikTok community, you sort of like start the ball rolling and you start inspiring all these other creators to add on, to add on, to add on. I was curious, like, how did you come up with that playbook almost? Because you've done that now several times. <laughs> yeah, it's happened a few times, which is just like absurd. And I don't think, um, I didn't really like intend for that to happen because it sort of happened with the Avatar stuff. Like there were people would just like do edit and add on different characters and stuff. And I found that really interesting. But when I did the uh, the grocery store musical, which is based on New York Summer by Louisa Melcher, I mean, that song was all over my For You page. I could not escape it. Like, oh, every single video was that song. So I was like, you know, I need to do something with this. And I posted that video, assuming like some people would do edit, but I never thought like that chain would happen um, in the way that it did that sort of created what the musical was. But so then from there with Ratatouille, I, I sort of tried to do the same thing, but I was aware that like, I don't know who's going to duet this besides like other characters, but I didn't realize like it would take off in such a different and insane way. So while I think the idea is always the same of like, I don't want it to just be a video that I post and people watch. Like I want people to engage in it in some way or be inspired to like create more things based on that. Um, I, I don't think you can plan exactly how it's going to go, you know, which is the fun part about it. Like who knows what the next thing could bring. Yeah, it's crazy. That grocery store video, I remember when that came out. So me and Dina had been trying to convince our friends to get on TikTok. <laughs> well, Dina convinced me first. I took some convincing. And then we were telling everyone, like, there's great stuff happening on TikTok. That grocery store musical was one of the first things that, like, hit the mainstream, I feel like, for, for our base, at least. Our friends were sharing it on Twitter, and they started being like, okay, we'll check out TikTok. Like, what's going on here? Explain to me what happened after that video blew up, because I feel like that was, like, a mainstream, the first time TikTok hit the mainstream for us. 100%. Like that was that I really that was the first like mainstream musical theater esque TikTok thing that like really became big. And like it was doing really well on um, TikTok, people knew about it. But there's just some woman who I've never met in my life, who she was the one who put it over on Twitter, and that is what made it go viral. Because you know most of the people on and TikTok, they're like the youths, like who think it's funny. They all know it as an inside joke, but no, no one else knew. So it was on there when all of a sudden it was like these reporters and like these very famous people were like retweeting it, and you're like, why? Which also caused like a whole thing because no one knew what it was referencing. Um, like, cause if you're on TikTok, everyone knew what song it was referencing. And over there, they're like, look at this song. And it's like, 
it's an arrangement. Like it's it's an arrangement. Um, but it was really it was really wild to like see all of the people be like, oh, like this, like the 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 ways people can collaborate on this is unlike any other social media. Um, and I think that's really what the grocery store musical showed. Because, like, we didn't know each other. I didn't know any of those people who added on. None of them. Yeah, I think for me, it was definitely the first time I realized the impact that TikTok could have on collaboration. And then we cut to Ratatouille. So when you first saw Emily's Ode to Ratatouille... What went through your mind and did you think it could turn into another musical? I mean, it, it was really wild. So uh, a friend of mine actually tagged me in her video and his name is Rocky Patera. And he did the song, I'm an accountant. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, I'm an I accountant. love that song. Yeah, so that's yeah. Rocky. I'm a struggling actor, but if I'm asked by a stranger what I do, I usually end up telling a lie because there's too much to get through. I don't want to go through the motions of saying that auditions are a full-time job. I'd rather smile and simply state that I have a full-time job as an accountant. As an accountant. Nobody asks you questions when you say you're an accountant. What do you do? I'm an accountant. Where do you work? Um, and we, we know each other. We've done like a bunch of concerts together. And he tagged me in a comment on Emily's video and said, is this the next grocery store musical? And I was like, oh, oh my I don't know. Is it? So I listened and I was like, oh, this is really funny. Like, and I loved it for so many reasons. And it hit like that exact spot that I love that is like um, parody with heart. Mm -hmm. Like it's very clearly meant to be a funny video, but like for some reason, because it's Remy and because of like the words, like may the world remember your name and like we praise you or Ratatouille. Like it, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of heart to it for some reason. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Like it just screams act two Disney finale for me. And like specifically there's what, like the one that always breaks me is the end of little mermaid. Right. And yeah. like, I don't think it's the most brilliant thing that's ever written, but the, the ensemble goes now they can walk. Now they can run. Now they can stay all day in the sun, just you and me. And I can be a part of your world. Like, and for some reason I weep every time I listen to it. Like I can't, you can't help it. It's just so emotional. Um, so I wanted to draw on those strings. Uh, same thing with like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Every time you hear, hear the bells, 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 like you can't help but just get so like overwhelmed by the music. So that's what I was trying to draw from when I, when I was uh, putting that together and give it just like the full Disney treatment. So like all of the instrumentation is fake. It's all like on my computer, but there's like French horns and strings and like a lot of percussion and piano, a 15 piece um, choir, or choir that's like, a bunch of me's and then it's my best friend Corey Jasker who's actually in the ensemble uh for the concert who sang like all the female par parts so like when I posted it I thought it would do pretty well just based on the fact that how grocery store did but I've also posted other things I thought would do well and they were like we're fine but I never never realized like what an impact it would have
as other people were posting like songs, like starting the conversation of like, should this be a musical and other songwriters coming out, directors and costume designers, like it, it just kept going from, from this one little video, uh, which like is just insane to me. Yeah, it's incredible. I'd love to hear a rundown from, you know, your point of view in terms of everything that happened kind of after that point to getting it to be a real full-blown musical. Yeah, there I mean, there was so much that it was it was sort of a slow burn at first where people started sharing my video using my sound um and then just like more and more like larger TikTokers would use the sound. So then more people would follow it and and then other people started writing songs for it which was really exciting. But this whole time, I was very acutely aware of the fact that Disney is Disney. And like, my song is very clearly parody. Like, I know that you can't like, come after me to like, shut down a one minute TikTok. But I was always nervous of like, saying like, we're gonna start an official account, which someone did. And like, that really terrified me um, of like, we're the official account, like for no reason. Like, great. And I was like, now there's like a thing that Disney can go after. Where when it's like lots and lots of users just like creating content, you can't like, no one can use the word ratatouille on TikTok. Like that would be an absurd choice on Disney's part, you know? Um, So I was really hesitant, hesitant to create more content for it. So I was just sort of like riding the wave and like having fun. But then we started to get uh, like big, some big press. Like it started with some small things. But then it was like uh, Vulture and BuzzFeed and Rolling Stone were all within three days. Yeah. And that led to New York Times. And the New York Times was really the changing point because they were the first ones to get a statement from Disney. Um, No one else had heard anything from Disney. Wow. And they were the first people to get a statement from Disney. That was, you know, like very classic Disney. That's like, we love that everyone is, um, all these people are engaging with our materials, uh, but we have no development plans with it. Great. Which, like, is fine. Like, you know, they could try to shut us down. So, like, the fact that they're, like, excited about it is great. Right. <laughs> um, but then it, it, the press just kept coming and coming and coming and getting bigger and bigger, which actually was the perfect press lead up to my James Corden um, appearance. Because it literally was, like, the days before is when, like, all these articles were coming out. So it was, like, sort of, like, in the media already. And then I was on Corden. And I was like, this is perfect. Good timing. And then on December 4th, I heard, uh, I got a call from Greg Noble and Carly Callahan from Seaview Productions. who were like, hey, so we talked to Tom Schumacher. He's going to give us the okay to do a One Night Only Benefit concert for the Actors Fund. Um, we're going to do a January 1st, wow. Are You In? And I was like, well, that's not possible. Wow. Um, and yeah, totally. We can make it happen. Um, <laughs> like, so then, so then um, we assembled a music team, the, uh, my incredible music team, Macy Schmidt, who's our orchestrator, and Emily Marshall, our music director who I would die for, I'm just obsessed with them, that uh, it, it ended up just being a conveyor belt where we literally, I would do one arrangement a day. It was an arrangement or a song a day. So I'd do like one arrangement, give it to Macy. She would do it the following day. It was out, it was to the copyists, um, Jesse and Jeffrey, who are both also amazing. Um, like it was in like one arrangement a day or writing one new song a day. It was just like an absurd timeline because like I also have like other stuff going on like you know like it's not like we have nothing going on so it was really wild putting all of that together and like having daily meetings with everyone and Lucy Moss who's our brilliant director figuring out like what that was going to be like how are people recording rehearsing with like Kevin Chamberlain and Mary Testa over Zoom and Andre DeShields over Zoom one of my favorite things in the world and like Mary Testa ate carrots the entire rehearsal and I was just like (laughs) 
One, it, her, her camera was like only half on her face and like very close up and she <laughs> ate carrots the entire time. And I was like, I could not be more obsessed with you if I tried. Like, how dare you be like such a queen? Like, I would, I'm so obsessed. Just like, there she is, like eating carrots, rehearsing <laughs> over Zoom with us. And it's just one of those moments where you're like, what is my life right now? Like, what is happening? And then from there, you know, it was, I mean, it really felt like a black hole. Like, I don't remember anything, anything from December, like even Christmas and like New Year's. Like, I don't, I remember like nothing. Oh my God. That's insane. So, okay. You mentioned a little bit about James Corden. It, it, it is. It's just like everything keeps coming and coming, coming. It's crazy. You had a TikTok, I think, that was like, oh, remember this song from like four years ago? And you're like, oh, no, that was like four months ago. Yeah. Uh, that's how um, I feel like you're... Me pan, tu tu tu, zu zu zu. Me pan, yakako sin, yum, yum, yum. Me Yeah, literally, I was humming it the other day, and it literally felt like... Wow, that was like four years ago. Yeah. Lols, it was like months ago, like right? maybe. Like, <laughs> it was like the summer. Yeah. Oh, I God. feel like that's like everything you're describing is I'm like, oh, remember like 10 years ago when Daniel made that grocery store <laughs> video? It feel, the, the grocery store especially literally feels at least like two to three years ago. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so crazy. And like, it's just these trends happen so fast and someone will play one and be like, Oh my god! I like forgot that that I loved that tr- that trend so much. Like, what was the ones that I used to uh, be obsessive? I can't even like remember that. Like, I would quote constantly, and now they're out of my brain. Like, it's just so funny how that works. Okay, the James Corden thing came about. Like, I'm curious, like, what other opportunities are sort of coming your way or were coming your way? Yeah, it's wild. Like, it's it's just so much um, in the best possible way. But like, um, after grocery store, I had received. You know, like, I, I started to get, like, I got an email from Good Morning America about, like, appearing on that and Inside Edition. We're, like, I live in New York, and Good Morning America, we, like, did virtually. And then Inside Edition emailed, and I was, like, you know, do you want to do, like, Zoom, whatever? And they're, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, like, actually, do you live in New York? And I was, like, yes. And they're, like, we can send a one-man crew and reporter your way, and we'll do, like, socially distant, like, everyone wears masks the whole time. And I was, like, I mean... I'm okay with that. And they're like, great, they're on their way. It was like, what is happening? Like, and then of course, like, I, I'm a clean person. Like, my, my apartment's like always clean, but it's not clean enough to have a camera crew there. Like, whose apartment is clean enough to constantly, like, have a camera crew show up at their apartment? I was like, oh my God. Um, so then, you know, just like cleaning everything, uh, everything. But like, that was absurd. And then, like, a couple of days later, I got an email from a producer, James Corden. And, um, he, he was just like, hey, like, we would love to, like, hop on a call with you. James and the rest of our team saw the grocery store musical and, like, just love to, like, chat with you. And I was like, I don't know what about, but, like, yeah, like, of course. Um, so hopped on a call and they are like, we want to, like, collaborate with you somehow. I was like, great. I don't know what that means. Uh, but then we, like, came back and it was just ended up being an, an amazingly collaborative process with um, a producer and a writer over there. And then everyone else was also in on it, but I was mainly working with uh, two people. And it was just like, we decided, okay, let's do Thanksgiving. We're going to do something similar to that. Okay, so what is that song like? So I wrote like 10 different versions of that song. Just like my my initial part, sent it over and they took it to James and the EPs and then they like picked the one. 
So then they came back and then we like developed characters together and it was really fun. And like, I imagine like I was on 30 rock, like, and I'm obsessed <laughs> with 30 rock and that's what it felt like, or like working on like an SNL or something. Like I'm, I just imagine like, that's what it was, was like spitballing all these fun ideas. Um, and they were just so brilliant. And like, that's like totally not what I do. I like, I'm a music, I'm a musical theater, like music guy. So like spitballing these like fun, wacky characters. I was like, this is like so fun. Um, so SNL, if you're listening, like I am available, Lauren Michaels, I'm always available. Um, they listen to this podcast religiously. <laughs> oh yeah. Like Lauren, I am ready. Um, so, uh, <laughs> working collaborative with them and it was just really fun. Like we crafted like 15 different characters. There was like the forgotten roles in the oven one. T- like I did like that was a random character. Uh, and it was just so much fun going back and forth. And, um, you know, even on the initial meeting from the very first meeting, they were like, hey, like, we really love what you're doing. Um, We want to hire you to write something for us. We will pay you for your time. But just so you know, most of the time when we explore things, it doesn't make it to air. You'll still get compensated. We still love you for like doing this with us. But like always said that and like right up front. And I was like, great. Like how like that's exactly what you want. Like, thank you for being transparent and upfront. But then the whole time I was just like, you know, like, this is, this is enough, like, just writing with these people is enough, like, it's never gonna make it to air, and that's totally okay, like, preparing myself for that, and then it just kept getting approved, and I was like, okay, I guess, um, and it's also, like, if we can get, like, therapeutic for a second, it's also something that I was, I've been chatting with a lot about my friend, and it's, like, one of the things that I've been trying to do, especially right now, because it's really hard to, like, feel so much joy in, like, the way that my career is progressing in a time that, like, the world is grieving for so many reasons, um, as am I, you know, so it's hard to like appreciate that joy, but there's something that now I'm just telling everyone because I'm obsessed with, but it's a lot of times we rehearse for tragedy instead of appreciating the joy. So like, instead of the whole process, I was just waiting for them to cut the segment instead of like appreciating the time that I was getting working on it. So highly recommend anyone to like try to change the narrative in your head on that. I'm obsessed with it of you're constantly rehearsing for tragedy instead of enjoying the journey you're on. Love it. Anyways, uh, back to James Corden. They didn't cut it, and (laughs) we made it to air. And, uh, like, even on the day, I was on Zoom, like, with James, like, chatting, and I'm like, I still think they're not going to air it tonight. Like, I still (laughs) will not believe that it's going to actually happen until it's on my TV. It was so wild. Well, we asked you if you'd be willing to help us create a Thanksgiving musical here at the show. What you don't know, however, is that we loved what you sent so much. We decided to invite a few friends to join in. So here, for the first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Thanksgiving the Musical. Why does Thanksgiving always end in a fight? This 
Christmas. So that, I mean, that was amazing alone. And that combined with Ratatouille has just opened so many doors. Like I have a manager now who I love. I have agents um, who I also am obsessed with. Um, I have a PR team who's been like really amazing and I love working with them. But like, these are all things that like, of course I like imagine myself having like eventually down the road, you know, but to like sort of like book it all at once, like it all just like happened. And it's also like, you know, I was chatting with a, a, a good friend of mine who's like very uh, well-known in the industry as like a manager or not a manager as like a producer and like developer and stuff. And um, I was talking about agents and I was like, you know, people have reached out to me and he's like, yeah, like, I don't know if you really need an agent now. Like if you're going to want one, like you really want like CAA or like WME or, uh, you know, so, and I was like, great. So both of them reached out and he's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, great. And I was like, and he was like, who? And I told him and he was like, yeah, those would be the ones that you would want. And I was like, great. <laughs> Got it. Um, which is just, you know, so, so wild. And like, uh, truly couldn't have asked for a better team. Um, Richard Kraft, who was the first one to reach out to me, is just like a, a doll. And it was really funny because I've met um, Pascal and Paul quite a number of times because my, uh, my boss wrote um, a show with them. Um, so they've just like always been like in our world around and they're, they're always so nice. So I um, contacted Benj because Richard works with him. And um, I was like, hey, like, you know, Richard chatted with me. What do, what do you think? And Benj said, he's the love of my life. I, like, I, I love him. And I, I set up a meeting. And afterwards, I called Benj and I was like, he's now also the love of oh my, my life. I'm obsessed <laughs> with him. Like, I, it was just, it was so sweet to, like, have, have that. Um, so it's really wild, you know, um, to, like, have that now and like in casual conversation being like well I was talking with my publicist earlier and I was like oh (laughs) did I just say that (laughs) oh my god like just being put up for different shows and stuff now which you know nothing is like I you know I booked my Broadway musical like you know nothing works that fast but those things are like starting to like those contacts are getting made and all that which is just like so so wild yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you tell us either about what you're working on next? I'm curious too, like, are you still going to be trolling TikTok for like the next like Diamond in the Rough musical? Uh, yeah. Like, hell okay, yeah. Good. Like, I <laughs> love TikTok. Like, like, I don't know where you are on TikTok right now, but I am currently like deep in um, Woodchuck Resistance, Sea Shanty Pirates, mm-hmm. <laughs> are now part of the resistance. So I'm actually, I, I put up a song yesterday. We can do it. We've got spunk and we've got size. We can work together. Take the woodchucks by surprise. Who knows what future this war could bring about. But we owe it to ourselves to go find out. We don't remember freedom. So we must imagine hope. Take a stand. It's from the perspective of Harkin, is what I've decided to name. Harkin Freer. We, we've already named him. Um, he's like he's like the Jack Kelly of Newsies, right? So it's really early in Act 1. And basically, they're like a ragtag group of teenagers who are like uh, part of the resistance. 
and they decide to attack a woodchuck stronghold, <laughs> but then they're caught, but they're saved by the sea shanty resistance. See the tie in there. And that's how they join up with the sea shanty resistance. And Harkin actually has to sacrifice himself at the end because Chuck, who's like the good, he's the son of the head of the woodchucks has been working uh, with Harkin. Yes. The lore on this that's developed is like absurd. Okay. So I should explain to listeners who like it, you start just with a video from that classic sort of like, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Woodchuck could chuck wood. love that you did about this and you do this with like all of your tiktoks you were singing that video but the way you were singing it the emotions you had and then you put text being like this is the part where like i know i'm gonna die like i'm marching to my death and you took this audio that everybody knows it's sort of a classic thing and turned it into this dramatic musical moment it was amazing (laughs) it's just it's so fun and like I'll never stop making those. Like, and, and you know, I, I don't think I can. There's some people who like crank out content and like, I don't have the time to do that. Like, I don't know how, like some of those people at the beginning of Ratatouille whipped out like six songs in a week. And I'm like, is that like all you're doing? Like, all, like I have a job. Like I have, I, I gotta make money. I have rent to pay. Like, so, you know, I, I can't work quite as fast, but when I do get an idea like that, it ends up being like, it, it's like an hour of my time because I like know what I want. It ta- like I whip it right out. Um, but no, I will never. I can I can't get off TikTok. Like oh god, that would be like I don't know what I would I was, do. Oh my gosh. Good. No, don't I was don't you worry. I was yeah. like I just feel like seeing your content posted all the time on TikTok. It feels like I'm getting to see like Howard Ashman and Alan Menken just posting every day. Like imagine if you could see those geniuses. Instead of like once every year or so in a movie, you get to see them post up every day. That's how I feel about you. I'm just going to fangirl a little. Um, that is the <laughs> highest of compliments because like that is all I've ever wanted to be is Alan Menken. Like that is, you know, and like and like I'm obsessed with Pascal Paul. Like uh, Stephen Schwartz is like, come on, like just some of the most brilliant stuff ever but I think Alan Menken and Howard Ashman was like a lot a way for a lot of us into what musical theater is and and how you tell a story through music like I know like Beauty and the Beast was my favorite Disney movie when I was a kid and that was just like the way that they tell the story in that using the music it's just like it's so brilliant like I could break down every moment of why I think it's brilliant and I will um the prologue it, it, all, all orchestral, but so, such incredible themes. The opening number, it is absurd. It is an absurd choice to do like a six and a half minute opening number, which has never been done like in one of those animated movies. And it's just, it's brilliant. She literally tells the story to us while reading a book of what's going to happen. And we don't even realize it. And then you think of like Beauty and the Beast, which like 
is sung by isn't sung by a lead. It's sung by a secondary character. While you watch the leads falling in love, like instead of what a choice to be like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to hear them falling in love singing. I want to watch them fall in love while someone else sings a song that like sort of relates to the story in that way. Like it's just the levels of brilliance in that score. Like that's like all I've wanted to do is 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 is, is be that. Um, and like Jesse Green in the New York Times mentioned, um, "Remember My Name," which is the new song um, Kate and I wrote for the benefit concert, and uh, said like with Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. I was like, I mean, I think that's it. Like I've peaked. Like I'm, yeah. that that was it. Like I'm sorry. Like that's the peak of my career. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been great. <laughs> that's so amazing. Are there any other plans with the Ratatouille musical now that you kind of had the benefit concert? Where does it go from there? That is a great question, and the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? It is, but it's oh, it's just up to Disney. So you know, I don't have high hopes for it us moving forward in any way. But the fact that Disney even gave us the allowance to do this is yeah. is life changing. And what's really fun is there's like so many illegal bootlegs of just like all over the place. Like you can't escape it. Um, that it's just funny that even if like we never do anything with it ever again, it will live in infamy <laughs> online, which I just love more than anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I know uh, Melissa and I, we Zoom watched it together and it really was like the highlight, I feel like, of this whole Corona period because just to see it, like, even though we weren't a part of it, you still feel like a part of it because we saw it from, you know, Emily's first TikTok to yours and then to see where it came. It was just this like beautiful, amazing thing. Well, I, I think that's really why it succeeded in the way it did is it it was a community effort. Like, the only yes, there there were writers who wrote the songs who did that. Yes, there were some videos that did uh, like better than other videos, but every single person who contributed to that movement in some way, whether they created content or just interacted with it, is a re- is the is the only reason that it succeeded. Had there not been all of this incredible outpouring of support and love from the entire TikTok community, no one would have cared. It was you know it just would have been another trend, and people were so passionate about it and just supported it so much that it felt like, like I remember when I like finished the last arrangement um, and feeling like, wow, that was like really special. Like, I don't know how that's going to, like how I'm going to top this. Like it's just such a specific thing. And it was the same thing when I finally um, put to writing uh, the finale part because you know I ex- I expanded the 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 end of it so now it's Rami the Ratatouille the rat of all our dreams we praise you oh Ratatouille may you always reign supreme because of you we guarantee Perry won't be the same like I I add on to that and when I finished that and like actually had the sheet music in front of me like knowing that a cast was going to be able to sing it it's just so it was wild and like yeah that that whole finale like just building to being able because that's what I heard in my head the whole time and being able to like flesh that out. It was it was so exciting and hearing like the build up to that and it was easy. Like that's the other thing. It was, it was easy because I already knew what it should be. Like it just like wrote itself. It was it wasn't even hard. Like it just it of course this is what it that's should be. The, the dream moment for like any creative is where it just pours <laughs> out of you like that. Oh yeah. Well I think the time constraints were helpful because there was no yeah. other choice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so what does your for you page look like in general? Do we really want to go there? Oh, God. Let's get into the depths of Daniel's For You page. (laughs) It is a hot mess. So so I obviously live in, like, musical theater TikTok, uh, gay TikTok we love. But there's also, 
like I'm definitely not on straight TikTok, so like I see zero dances. Like I don't, I know never. Like yeah. I don't know any of them. Um, uh, the one that I can't escape over the last two days is uh, Night. Do you know uh, Jesse J sing Night? Um, oh God, that Jesse audio, J live. yeah, yeah, that. Um, it, it, and then I also end up on deep TikTok sometimes, mm-hmm. which like. I try to escape eventually, but yeah, I'm like in the depths of TikTok when it's just like, uh, like a, I don't know, like a unicorn puppet with like black and white, like hitting the wall, like, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, how did I get here? What did oh, I yeah. like to get here? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I've reached the depths of TikTok. Um, so that, that's basically where I live is, is in absurdity, which is also why I think, uh, a lot of my ideas <laughs> end up being quite absurdist at, at times, but Making it mainstream with pop music, yeah. take an absurd idea and make it mainstream, I guess, is my brand. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I feel like Melissa and my For You page is probably very in line with yours as well. We are not on, I don't know if you call it the normal or straight side of TikTok either. That's why we created the podcast. No, it's the best. Yeah. And like, I also, it's just fun to also, uh, like, I have a feed with, uh, like, my best friend and then like two of our like, like fake cousins, but they're like basically our cousins who are like 17, 18, and we'll just be like texting like, I don't know how I got to this part. Is anyone else on the side of TikTok? And they're like, are you okay? Yes. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how I got here. Yes. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you actually about musical theater people or Broadway stars on TikTok, because I know a lot are joining. So one of them I love is um, Laura Bell Bundy's on there. And there are all these accounts like Broadway Bob and Tyler Warwick. I don't know if you know of any of them, but mm-hmm. do you have any yeah, yeah, yeah. favorites that you can tell us about? Um, of like the actual Broadway folk, I mean, I, I love Laura Bell Bundy. Like I've always loved her since, um, Legally Blonde. So the fact that you could like, let's duet with Laura Bell Bundy, like makes me lol. Cause I was, I I played Emmett when I was in college and it, oh my God, it was the most extra Emmett ever where, cause I, (laughs) it was also a scene, like it was a, a, a student directed and like funded production. And I was a senior and like the creative team were under were younger than I was. I think they were juniors. So I was like, you know, I sort of like pulled the like senior card at one point. I was like, oh, by the way, I will be opting up at the end of Chip on Your Shoulder. So it was like, <laughs> with Little Miss Woods, comma, L. No, you never can tell. With Little Miss Woods, comma, L. Or something stupid like that. And I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> oh why did I, I do that? that? Yeah. Uh, oh, Laura Bell Bundy, I love. Kevin Chamberlain is, like, murdering me on there. He's so friggin' funny and so kind, like, getting to work with him on Ratatouille. He's, like, legitimately, like, the sweetest person. I'm obsessed with him. And his content is, like, his content isn't funny because he's, like, an older person who is on TikTok. Like, it's actually funny content. Like, it's really good. (laughs) So I love Kevin. Um, I mean, like, I love all of the like all of the Broadway community on there. I just think it's so fun. Like I saw Scott Allen the other day on there that was him playing I'm a star. Natalie Weiss is finally on there. It took her so long to join her. I was like, thank God, Natalie, welcome. Like I'm obsessed yeah. um, of her doing, cause breaking down the riffs, like back in the day, I don't know if you guys ever saw those videos from Natalie Weiss. Brilliant, I'm obsessed with, breaking down the riffs for, by Natalie Weiss, brilliant. And now she's doing it on TikTok. I'm like, bless, like, the next generation can discover Natalie Weiss, because I was, like, obsessed in high school, like, obsessed with her. Do you have any other uh, non-musical TikTokers that you want to shout out that you like? 
Oh, God. Uh, there's so many. Non-musical. T- I mean, most of them are, but, like, specific content creators. I don't, to be honest, like, I don't really follow that many people. I just sort of, like, wait for the ones to, like, pop up on my, like, I think I'm only following a thousand people. But, like, of the famous, famousy ones, I love Gabe Esco. Um, I think he's really funny. And he's been keeping me up on the driver's license tea. Yes. Um, which, like, oh, yeah. All over our like, free pages. All, yeah. yeah how, oh, my God. The tea. And there was more. Did you see the Sabrina Carpenter stuff today? She's releasing a new song called Skin. No. And the lyric literally calls out, like, uh, the opening verse is like, you know, I I think in another world we could have been friends, but you got to come at me. I guess there wasn't another. I guess blonde blonde was the only rhyme or something. And you're like, oh, oh wow, I love. Oh yeah, uh, my favorite. Living for it, <laughs> living for it. Yeah, I'm I'm so obsessed. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have like specific ones who are coming to mind. I sort of just love like random stuff and like the people who like you know, post something and people love it and it goes viral for no, no apparent yes. reason. I love it. I mean, I think that that's, that's really like the side of TikTok we're on. Like all the like famous people, like I don't follow any of them. Yeah. Like any of the like Ad- Addison, <laughs> Allison, Allison, this is how bad I, like, I don't even know. Ray, I don't Ray's know. Milio. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I've never seen a single video from them. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. <laughs> Couldn't pick them out of a lineup. Yeah. yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 That's why I keep saying like, uh, the celebrities of TikTok for me are you. <laughs> like, are, uh, and that's what's so crazy to me is that we are able to talk to you guys. And because I'm like, oh, yeah, like you're a celebrity in like my TikTok world, but you're like pretty accessible otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is funny because like, I, I mean, I really, I just like forget that those people exist. And like all, the, especially the straight ones, like at least like the Addison Rays and like the James Charles and stuff, like, like, James Charles, I could, like, pick out of a lineup, at least. You know, like, I've seen, like, some of his content. But, like, especially the straight ones, like, the ones who start all the dance trends, mm-hmm. no idea. Don't even know their names. Yeah, the ones who live in the Hype House or Sway House or whatever house. Yep, no idea. There was a great comment at one point on, after all the Ratatouille stuff, there was one big compilation TikTok, and somebody just commented, like, Imagine, like, straight TikTok doesn't even know this is happening. No idea. (laughs) They're not even aware. (laughs) But then I'm like, I don't understand. Also, like, this is just me, like, being naive. But I'm like, who wants to watch people just dance? Like, I don't understand what's fun about that. There's no creative. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, they're not creating a musical theater. Like, a whole I don't get it. Or even, like, the absurdist stuff. Like, oh, did, did you follow the girl who was, like hated on Matthew Morrison and then like was abducted by Matthew Morrison <laughs> and like that whole thing. Yes. Like I love that. I love I'm obsessed with that. That was definitely uh, the Matthew Morrison moment of TikTok where he, like the hate he was getting it was it was unreal. Like oh, that so those are my icons. Like if I saw her in person I'd be like I'm obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are my stars. Those, those are the ones that I'm obsessed with. So we'll move to our lightning round now. So we have about eight questions and whatever comes to mind, just let us know. Oh, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I don't know why I got nervous for that. It will be easy on you. Don't worry. All right. What's your favorite TikTok trend? Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but my other one is it's not a trend. It's a sound, but, oh, she passed away. Mm, All right. Or... I'm a native New Yorker. <laughs> Wendy Williams. <laughs> a little vampin. 
so many. I mean, I could go on and on, actually. It's really hard to pick, but Ratatouille, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she passed away. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I love that. All right. What's your least favorite TikTok song or trend? Anything on straight TikTok. Literally don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Blanket. Any da- yeah. any dancing videos that aren't like a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because yeah. oh oh that's the ones the other one I love. Do you know the girl who does interpretive dances to Harry Potter like movies? Oh, I haven't seen that. <gasps> no. That sounds. She cool. does like she does like TikTok dances, but to like famous Harry Potter scenes. Those <laughs> oh, dance videos her. I'm obsessed yeah. with. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Find her. So yeah. any that's like I don't care. I don't need to see you do a dance. I don't care. Yeah. Nope. Yes. If you had to pick your favorite musical, which would it be? Rent. Ooh, okay. Um, it's it also it always revolves. I know this is rapid, but I'm still explaining them anyways. Um, no, it's not. I, <laughs> we want to hear yeah. more. I, I know that it's like it's hard. Like, I love so many for different reasons. But Rent was the first professional show that I like heard, and was like, this is amazing. Like, what is this art form? Because I'd like done theater in elementary school, but you know it was like little like. 20 minute shows that were like cute and I liked music and stuff but that was the first like Broadway musical cast album that I had and like obsessed over compulsively um like could not stop listening um so I always say Rent and I still to this day like you play I'll cover you a prize hey yeah Emotions. no Rent yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing what's your number one piece of advice for tiktokers uh do stuff that you're passionate about just post stuff that you're you think is funny like my stuff is so niche i never thought anyone would like it like it's it's dumb like it's like a they're bizarre choices and i'm like i think i'm hilarious and i hope other people will so i think just like be true to your own humor like i none of my videos were intended to go viral like Mm -hmm. clearly i did not think Mm -hmm. that this this stupid like arrangement of a grocery store song would be viral i thought it would be like funny and my friends would enjoy it you know it's just like be true to be true to who you are and your own sense of humor um, and people will appreciate it. And if they don't, we'll screw them because you're true to yourself. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Okay. Love that advice. Yeah. All right. We know your feelings on the hype house, but if you had to be in a hype house, who would you want in it? I literally don't know. Um, I w- like, can I just like pick like the gaze of LA? Like I want it to be like Neil Patrick Harris and like those, oh, yeah. I yeah. think they're all actually in New York, but like, those people like I don't I really don't know like I don't know any of those oh I think like Jacob Collier would be fun I like his content uh I don't think he's a hype house person either <laughs> but yes. I don't know like them okay. good answer I know that's terrible I'm so bad like I'm a bad tiktoker in that reason no no you're no. a good tiktoker <laughs> for that reason well, we, we take the idea of a hype house and more so like yeah the people that like you would want to create oh, content with then i would be, i would basically just want the whole ratatouille team because i've never met yeah. 90% of them mm-hmm. like i i just want to like go into the house together and like t- talk about ratatouille <laughs> and be like that was crazy wasn't it oh yeah then then them like that's who i want to be in there with and uh that's wild yeah no them 100% it's crazy that you yeah you haven't like met any of these people nope. Nope. I like uh, the other songwriters. I've never met any of them. And I did know Macy, my orchestrator, I've met a couple of times because uh, we have a mutual friend who was like years ago, like you and Macy should be friends. Like I know you would be. And we like have met a couple of times at parties and stuff like always have like stayed in contact, but have never gotten the opportunity to work on anything, um, which was great. But then Emily Marshall, our music director, I have never met 
in my entire life had no like had never met her and like we literally feels like we went through like war together we're like now they're like two of my favorite people in the world we talk every day and um i finally i was with my parents and i got back to new york finished my quarantine and then was finally able to go grab drinks with them and it was like you're real like yeah. you're a real human being mm-hmm. like and i just want to do that with every person who works on ratatouille like not only the songwriters but the producers the the talent the like uh, the, the set designer the directors who participated like i just want to meet all of them so wow. that's my hype house and it'd be yes. really beautiful in la or new york because i don't i don't really like LA. <laughs> but can we have like a, okay. a fancy penthouse hype house yeah. is that appropriate <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> all right who is the broadway star you'd most want to see in one of your musicals oh oh god um i think it depends on what the musical is but right now, I fell madly in love with Andrew Beth Feldman during the Ratatouille process because I thought he was, like, super talented in Evan Hansen, thought he was brilliant. And then he was just, like, the kindest person in rehearsal. He, was like, was there and excited, knew the material, brought thoughts to the table. Like, just, like, the... I, and he's, like, famous now in the Broadway community now, right? And he, just, like, the sweetest person... Actually, I've worked with a lot of sweet people, so not the sweetest person I've ever met with, but one of the sweetest people I've ever worked with. And I was just like, literally, I walked away from that rehearsal and was like, I want to write him a show. Like, I'm obsessed with him. Um, so him, but also it was the same experience with Wayne Brady. He was brilliant. And I thought he was like, I thought he was going to have like a mild ego just based on his career. And it would have been appropriate for him to have like some version of an ego. Nope. Like, the sweetest man. I also felt like madly in love with him. Like, so Wayne Brady. And also the one that just came to my head is Brendan Urie because like, I'm so madly disgustingly obsessed with him and he yeah. did kinky boots. So like, maybe he'll do my show. Love him. And uh, we actually didn't talk about how Patty Lapone was in your Thanksgiving musical on James Corden. So like <laughs> your reaction was my favorite thing in the world. Like, I can't imagine oh how you God. felt in that moment. Well, also, like, to clarify, you know, I got hate after that because okay. I was I was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. that, like, I definitely, like, did not use good grammar. Because what I said was, um, I mean, all of them, but Patti Lapone is my icon. Right. And really what I meant was, like, yeah. I'm obsessed with everyone, right. but Patti Lapone is my icon above all icons who I would die for, right. you know? Yes. And people were like... why would you why would you like say on national television everyone except patty is your icon and you're like are you serious like that is not at all yeah one like i interpreted who would have the audacity like she would have like kill a family member for me to nationally call out like everyone but patty lapone is my icon like like, what did she do to me (laughs) like you know um oh my god yeah like like, I've never done drag, but I've always said if I did, my um, my drag name is Party Lapone. <laughs> like, I'm so, yeah. so upset. Like, how could it, she's, it's Patty Lapone. And afterwards, she sent a note to um, the casting, whoever, like, she was, wor- like, working with at the, communicating with at um, the Late Late Show. And I was like, could you please t- uh, pass along a note to Daniel of, like, how much I enjoyed working on this and I look forward to meeting him oh, in the future. And I was like, <laughs> Um, and like the last thing i saw on broadway on that wednesday night before it closed was company and it like i've seen i've been very lucky to see some of like incredible performances i saw the entire original cast of hamilton like uh, just like some brilliant performances 
her in that show. Wow. Like, I, I like, I have no, no words. words. It yeah. was, it was, it, uh, her, when she said, I'd like to propose a toast, I was like, I'm, thank you, goodbye. <laughs> like, it's just, she was so incredible. Um, yeah, not okay with that. Yep, still have not recovered oh from god. the fact, like, still she, like, processing. knows who I am. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Oh, you deserve that. Oh my god. All right, we have two more questions. What's the craziest idea you've ever had for a musical? And can you sing it on the spot? I don't know. The woodchuck one's pretty far out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, we also, last night, uh, we had a, a big Ratatouille cast party. And a, a, we were, like, Zooming after. And somehow we got on the idea of a Breaking Bad musical, which would be horrendous. Oh. But I love everything about it. Yeah. And we were talking about how you literally could do anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. It's a, um, and what was a uh, math? We there was a line about math, like anyone can cook if you have the perfect guide. And I can't cook. I don't know, but there was like a whole thing of it was like a tap number that was like, "Don't math it up." But um, yeah, and and I like I really wanted to write a song for Jesse, like that I gotta do it right, otherwise they'll kill me. Like you know, like something like. Jesse, um, as he's like tied up. So uh, probably Breaking Bad, the musical, which would be hor- oh, except the Saul Goodman song Ooh. would be fucking amazing. Yes. Like the, you know, like the hokey, like Music Man esque, mm-hmm. like Saul Goodman, like uh, if you if you end if you accidentally killed someone, just give me a call. If you accidentally murdered someone, give me a call. If you made some meth or you had cocaine, just give me a call. <laughs> give me a call (laughs) you know like Saul Goodman give me a call yeah like that like I need that song yeah Yeah, you're a genius that's incredible (laughs) on the spot thank you for for doing that I'm (laughs) excited that you just did all of that on our podcast (laughs) I'm so in awe um okay so we wanted to get you to maybe do another little song too we were wondering if you could come up with a too old for TikTok jingle uh yeah, yeah 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 um uh yeah, yeah yeah okay give me a second two two all because there's something there's something about the idea of like um millennials and almost gen z's they aren't quite young enough they're too old for tiktok uh there's something like that i gotta figure out the beginning of it but it ends with like uh because you're too old because you're too old because you remembered Flip phones, you're too old. You're too old for TikTok. Something like that. I'm a terrible lyricist, which is why it's like it's taken me a while, but there's something in there. It's the idea of like, if you remember this, then you're too old for TikTok. If you remember this, then you're too old for TikTok. It's okay to be it's the millennial way, but to tell you the truth, you're too old for TikTok. That is there it is. Something like that. That's that's what it is. I like that one. Amazing. That's great. Oh, that's amazing. That just made my whole day. All right. So um, let us know, like, drop all your handles, anything you want people to follow you on, all that good stuff. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram, which is just my full name, Daniel J. Mertzleft. Uh, and then Twitter, because it's too long, it's Daniel J. Mertz. Uh, and if you need to contact me for any reason, uh, DanielMertzleft at gmail.com. Or uh, even better yet, just go to DanielMertzleft.com. Um, and there you can find all of my my agent and my manager and my um, publicist contact info, which just still sounds like very weird to say. Yep. And, and just uh, all of that. Um, and there, I have a YouTube channel that I'm trying to be more active on, but Instagram and TikTok and Twitter are like the main three. 
Amazing. Okay. Thank you so, so much. This really like made our lives. And, like I miss Broadway oh, now even more than I did. But when it comes back, we can look forward to a show by you in the near future. Let's hope so. Yeah. That, you know, that's, I'm going to start manifesting that now. Absolutely. And thank you so much. This has just been so fun to chat. And I'm so glad we're all on um, the same side of TikTok. I love it so much. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Thank you. I've we have found our our people. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This was this was incredible. Thank you. Thank you.